Healing crystals, skincare routines, knitting a sweater, fitting in jeans. With Katie and Sarah, no need to worry, you're on a lady journey. Oh, you guys, I wish we could have, we could do pre-podcast and you could pay extra money because sometimes the podcast that happens before the podcast. That's what we should do. We should do it for behind the scenes. The juiciest information. Little, oh, it's very get. juicy. Yeah. We could bleep, oh. I'll bleep the names. I know. That's a good idea. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, if you email us, I'll let you know. But then after a while, I'm like, I, I stopped doing that because dangerous territory it really is and um, just maybe sometimes with innocuous the fun thing is we had a comic from LA so I just got like a breath of fresh you know insight of like what's going on out there oh I love it yeah. I love a little a little whispers from the west coast <laughs> I j- enjoy it there's a lot of west coast comics this week in New York really yeah, yeah. I think I've heard of a few people coming this time which I guess it doesn't make sense because it's like you know this is when they're doing the JFL audition so it's like there's half of the stage time yeah they're doing the callbacks this week oh yeah because I heard exciting. a few people were like oh I'm coming and then like everybody's doing the callbacks it's like oh yeah. this is an awkward time to be like I'm here <laughs> hello hello I know it's so funny too with JFL I know this is something that you guys are probably you don't really care most of America doesn't even know what JFL and it's for comics it's like the big it's called just for laughs festival and it's such a big deal it's but it's, it's not it's the difference of going from not doing jfl to doing jfl you're recognized as a professional comedian publicly publicly so it's, it's like going a from being like i do comedy to like i am a stand-up comedian yes and, and then and we both have done it we both have done it and then what ends up happening is like four years go by and people forget that you've done it and then they've asked if you want a recommendation that's so funny. <laughs> I love no that. No one remembers that you went. I, I would be like, oh, do you want me to recommend you? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you also went five years ago? Yeah. All right. Sometimes I ha- got asked to recommend and I wanted to recommend people that have already gone that I feel like are great and didn't get a fair shake the yes. first time. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Like, yeah. Well, it used to be the thing in the industry, which is what everyone says, like it used to be a thing where you would go in like 91 and you would go and you would, as a comedian, you would be introduced to the industry and then you would sign a deal for a sitcom like right then and there and that's when they were just throwing sitcoms at comedians before they were like we should pick people that know how to write yes and then they had a horrific one where some guy committed or didn't get anything or he got a deal Mm -hmm. nothing came from it tossed aside like showbiz does because they don't care and it why should it it's like a business but that guy ended up like killing himself (gasps) i never knew that his name is chicken mitch hedberg no (laughs) That's what happened with Mitch. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no. So, but then I guess like industry trends change. I mean, things changed all the time. Like they are always changing. Yeah. That's why people are always complaining like, oh, like things were better in the 80s. Really? Yeah. During the AIDS crisis. <laughs> When it's only like four guys got accepted. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of everybody was trying. Um, where now it's just like kind of nice that you can take a lot of things into your own hands. You which can. Is nice, and but I it's think so that's tiring. great. Well, it's like you're being worked to death to do like TikToks. Yes. But I love comics. Like people comics do this and I think a lot of people in the entertainment industry they like to complain about TikTok because they feel resistance to it because they don't want to necessarily make themselves um they don't want to learn the new platform whatever for whatever reason but it reminds me of that classic old movie um 
Um, it's it's an old movie. It's called Sunset Boulevard. Okay. It's a film noir about this guy. It's like the 50s in Hollywood or the 40s. He meets this older woman. She's a has-been silent film actress. And she's going on about how like the talkies are new and stupid and they're not going <laughs> to last. And it's like, that's what everybody's doing with TikTok. Where yes. she's like, well, back in, back in my era, we didn't need words. You, you know? ex- acted with your facial expression yeah. and that's <laughs> all gone. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, well... Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think about when people complain about TikTok. I'm like, yes. you're a dinosaur and you're not going to make it. You're about to die. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm on there doing mediocre stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm in bed I with know. my boyfriend. I said a quip. <laughs> I know. I took a break this last week. Um, I'm going to try to get back on. It's work. It's work. I kind of miss work. the days where I'm like, can I just get discovered? Don't it's just like, let me just get discovered. discover me, dudes. Yeah. So now we have to do everything on our own and it's like tiring. But this is one fun thing that we love to do on our own. And this brings me to my my journey because as you know, I released my album. Thank you so much to the Patreon uh, Voyagers who listened to it. I got great feedback on it. And so I released the album. I've been promoting the album like crazy. I've done 20 podcasts it's now I'm doing like three more this week. It's a lot of talking. It is. So I mean, and it's a lot of talking about nothing where you go on. And some of these podcasts, like some I've done, I've been so lucky to do some good ones. Some I have just done strangers podcasts where I am keeping the show afloat by it, the hair, by like a little like a thread. And, uh, you know, I'm just like talking and I'm talking so much. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm saying. And there's a silence and I'm just like... One time I was in a car accident. (laughs) Or just like dark secrets of my life to keep the show going. You're like, I one time murdered somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I killed a man with my car. (laughs) I never, I never told anyone, you know, like, oh my God, I just implicated myself or like I brought up like a friend from high school and then like that person, I'm like, I hope they never hear it. You know, being on a podcast, I think is a wild ride and I'm I'm surprised we are not getting canceled all the time. I mean, because the more you talk, the worse it gets. Things just come out. <laughs> there are so many. And even I've had job interviews or like when you whatever it's called a general when you meet, mm-hmm. like just go to a network and they want you just they're just wanting to take a meeting so they can feel great. But it doesn't lead to shit. And all of a sudden you're just t- t- talking about something that you're like. This is wildly inappropriate that I just brought this yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, one time I got chlamydia. <laughs> you're like, wait, oh my God. And they're like, Haha. so do you have any ideas for scripts? Yeah, you're, you're like, like uh, uh, no. I <laughs> didn't uh, think of anything. Yes. I had that. I had I had an interview once where I jokingly, I kept, I was joking about not being able to hold down a job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I wonder why I didn't book it. You know, I'm like, yeah, I can't. I'm drunk. You know, like, what am I saying? I'm just like trying to be funny I know oh my god like there was one I was in a sketch group called bullshit woman we did a show at UCB Ryan Seacrest production company a representative was happening to be there it was kind of like la la land without the success yeah because remember she just did one show and it just happened to be like it was a miss Maisel yeah (laughs) where you're like oh she didn't have to do 10 years of dog walking that's like so frustrating um we went to the meeting and then bullshit woman was like an irreverent show about like female tropes and just like funny humor in that world. And we had a thing of like, but in between sketches we showed, um, we found like weird vaginas on 
uh, Google images and it would slowly like blur and you had to fi- unblur and you had to figure out which vagina belonged to which one. And I don't know why, but we brought this up in the meeting and then we always laugh to this day. Of, like, <laughs> she's like, okay. I'll, and then we thought it went well, like it was funny. And then as we look back in retrospect, we were always like, we probably shouldn't have showed that <laughs> interstitial, right? Like this was supposed to go on like E. Oh my god! Embarrassing. Yeah, That's so funny. It's a fine line between genius and madness. <laughs> or just highly inappropriate yeah. in a business meeting. You're like, it works on stage yeah, when everybody sign, yeah. signs up for it, but in a meeting context, and you're the only woman in the room that's the representative for this company it feels kind of like we just horrifically sexually harassed you <laughs> oh well oh, man sorry <laughs> on to the next one I know there's so many moments like that in where you're like oh I, my audition like you know it I was almost there or like my audition was great even but yeah. then you just don't get it and that's why I'm trying to focus more on um tiny milestones okay so what do you consider milestones a tiny milestone can be anything it can be anything like I have been trying to do more presence in my social media I just hit 7,500 Instagram followers so I'm like okay that's a tiny milestone I can celebrate that celebrating it more as like hey you know what I'm getting closer to achieving my goal of having a bigger reach instead of getting caught in this mindset of which I feel like this was social media a lot where it's like a total rat race yeah it's like get it get it more followers get more followers get more followers instead it's like I'm on the right track yeah or like it's working yeah yeah I'm moving forward I'm moving forward in a little um maybe like consistent small baby steps or like the doing like the 20 podcasts of my album like I did 20 podcasts I I promoted it enough yeah having those like weekly goals or like Mm -hmm. making sure you're so you can hit those tiny milestones wasn't there was a comic in the community Emily Winter didn't she have that book or she had a book of like my goal is to do a hundred rejections yes absolutely she's somebody who I think she takes this to a really fun level where I know that she was doing uh like a a chart a chart for herself where it's like when you do one thing on the chart you get a star you know so like kind of celebrating it a, a small celebration of doing something that you enjoy doing like putting a sticker on a chart yes. so it's not like I'm not like okay I did 20 uh podcasts time to go like get hammered for a weekend yes you know? I or like I'll usually try to treat myself to like a notebook or some like nice stationery yes. or something that pertains into the world of what I'm doing or even like go get those pair of shoes that you had an eye on for a while yes. as like a treat to yourself for hitting that my mi- milestone because it's goals are hard and if you yes. do it I even I say sit when you set like hit a tiny milestone and you get it like just reward yourself just reward yourself and be in the mindset of rewarding yourself more yeah because I get into the mindset of like well you know I was so excited for my album to come out and it did come out but you know in the back of my mind I was delusional thinking like this is it yeah I'm like about <laughs> to be famous and I'm probably gonna you know I'm like did Netflix I don't want to miss the call from Netflix <laughs> I, I had the one of like 
maybe I might be nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, like yeah. am I the next Louis C.K.? <laughs> like I, it, it's hard, and I knew I had that feeling with the album. It's a very like thirtieth birthday feeling where you're yes. like you've set a big party and you've planned a show, and you know that it's not going to be the best night of your life, and you know that like it's going to be a huge letdown because it's not going to be like the most amazing thing that ever happened to you. Oh yeah, I've. I've just now anything in life is uh, this will never turn out to anything and just to enjoy that you did it. Yes, that's the plus side of pessimism. You know, <laughs> you it's I I know I people are like it's not great to work in that, but I'm like it really works for me and it helps me keep me sane without <laughs> low going bar. Keep the bar low. Keep it low. Low expectations uh, because you don't know. It's kind of like. Try, you work so hard to put a viral video out and that one only gets like a thousand views and then the one dumb thing that you put out like with no thought is the one that gets a million so there's yeah. no rhyme and reasoning there's no rhyme or reason to so it so why like tear like tear yourself down if something didn't work out that yeah. you should really just be happy that you did it that you put out the video that's the milestone yeah just doing the album doing the podcast, rewarding yourself for those things you're doing. Cause I also have a thing too. And I'm, and I was learning a little bit about this with like atomic habits. It was talking about like, um, not having like a goal necessarily because sometimes a goal has different elements to it. You know, if I have a goal of like having a Netflix special, it's like, that's not on me that I can actually get a Netflix special. Like, In a weird way you can't, control that but you can't the control thing it. that you can control is you can do all the steps to like get yes. there and what will end up happening is if you not if you don't get the Netflix something else will happen and it could be better yes so focusing on the things that you can control and then making the making the small reward and the small celebration even just like patting yourself on the back I literally think that that's all that it is because I just get in such a mindset of like flogging myself I think it's like a New York <laughs> pre-pandemic mindset where it's like nothing will ever be good enough I'm nobody I'm a worm you know it's also like a f woman mindset too like I have to work my way out of this hole yeah coming from a deficit always yeah and then you've just noticed that like absolute dog shit rises to the top as yeah, well so like, like oh. it, it's pointless it's nothing to do with talent no, no no but that's why like celebrating the tiny milestones or just doing something like somebody I, I mean I am just impressed with our peers like when they write a book yeah that yeah. I was like that is amazing you absolutely you, absolutely yeah it doesn't need to be a New York Times bestseller like that's fucking amazing that you put thoughts together and like put it out there yeah that you did an accomplishment yeah it's a piece of work that you worked on we did a tiny milestone last night I, I just love like I also love like celebrations that are every day you know yes Mike and I had a pizza party we <gasps> got we ordered a pizza we we're like we haven't ordered a pizza since the pandemic that's hilarious pizza party you know oh my pizza God. party. just celebrating we have like this joke around the house that like I get a sticker you get a sticker <laughs> we, we never got the stickers but we you know we're like once we get enough stickers we can have a pizza party yeah and we're like okay that's just like our joke of like you know I clean up your stuff yeah you know like a way to like nicely be like you're bothering me you're yes. not gonna get a sticker right now <laughs> oh those jokes are always fun in the those relationship are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it keeps it it keeps it light but but yeah like having the pizza party and I think too like I 
I just get in such a psychotic mindset, psychotic mindset where it's like, just have the pizza party, have a salad, treat yourself. And I love this like trend too on TikTok where it's like, I'm a woman and I spoil myself and I won't be, I won't be talked out of it. Like, why can't I be loving to myself in that way where it's like, I deserve a juice, you know? (laughs) I deserve yes. a juice. I'm, sitting, I'm like, I'm going to make it from scratch at home and I'm going to save eight cents. Yes. Like, no, just treat yourself and love yourself. Yeah, that's the why message. Go all that ordeal and just get that thing that you want. That's actually a small treat. Like, oh. you know, when we were getting yelled at by boomers for <laughs> getting coffee every day where yeah. you're like, hey, fuck you. This is what I want. I need this. Yeah. Like- I got out of bed today <laughs> and this is my treat. You're like, even if I don't get coffee every day, I still cannot afford a down payment on a home because every corporation has just bought them up and has like right rose the prices up for everybody i know the boomers want to trick us <laughs> we're getting y'all are getting coffee every day yeah. it's like well You're like that's not the problem yeah you have a 401k so <laughs> loser <laughs> um I love it though. I love, I love spoiling myself and I've been on a longer journey of developing my own self-compassion. And during the downtime, during the pandemic, I was like kind of doing it more where it's like you listen to the way you talk to yourself and you realize like, oh, I'm really mean to myself sometimes. Oh, the worst. Now I love myself though. I just love, I'm so cute. I'm so cute and so fun. And I'm so, I'm, oh, put me in your book club. Okay. (laughs) I won't do the reading. I'll read the first chapter. Absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) But I'll come and hang. I'll be there for the snacks. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's my journey. Tiny milestones. And I'm encouraging all the journeyers out there. Just pick a little something for yourself and celebrate it. It feels so good. I love the tiny milestone. I like, I'm into the, like, you know, maybe not happy hour Friday, but like yeah. a pizza party. Pizza or party. I love go pizza. Meet, go hang out with some friends. Get a new pair of shoes. Yes. Deserve it. Order from Sephora. Yeah. And it doesn't have to cares. be a financial thing, too. You could also. No. Um, you could also. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm drawing well, a blank on that one. Uh, I guess you can uh, masturbate. That's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> a bath. Oh, a bath. Very cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Very cheap. Tea. Some tea in your apartment and just, or maybe indulging in like a few hours of TV. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yes. I'm very, I want to get more into like these budget luxury things of like, you know, having a cup of tea, um, having a bath, like doing these like little things that make your life feel good, but it doesn't cost so much money. Yeah, I'm having a light month. I had like two great months where I was like, I'm on, I think I'm rich. <laughs> and now I'm having this month where I'm like, oh, I didn't, I, this is like a kind of a hole in my calendar. I didn't book that much. And, but, but you know, sometimes you have to leave space. Like, what if I had something that came up? Like, should I take like, should I like drive to Philly to make $25 or should yeah. I just wait, you know? Yeah. So especially with like the economy now, you go to the grocery store and you're like coconut water is like nine dollars. And you're like, didn't this used to be five (laughs) dollars? I swear this used to be this was five dollars a week ago. No, I went. We ate at a diner last night in our neighborhood. I got a Greek salad and then chicken orzo soup. It was thirty five dollars that I nuts was like. In my day, that was a ribeye. That, yeah. that was a surf and turf meal. Yes. That was a full two types of animals. <laughs> Land and sea. <laughs> it's like, I, is this, and then you don't want to sound like old, like back in my day, yeah. but I'm like, 
dude. Yeah. That is ridiculous. It's stuff is so expensive right now. I picked my laundry up today and granted it was like a big chunk of laundry, but it was $27. Yeah. I'm like, I could buy new clothes. Mike was like, what? You're going to buy one shirt. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, but still. Yeah. But I know I'm trying not to be the type of person that complains about how expensive everything is. Cause it's like, nobody likes that person where I'm like at the store. I'm like $9 for wine. Whoa, yeah. yeah. But I'm all, I'm also like, Wow, things have gotten crazy. Out of control. Especially just like eating out is insanity. And then my friend brought up a really good point. She said, yeah, and doesn't it always seem like restaurant owners are like, I'm not making any money. Then you're like, but if a salad and soup is $35, like what's happening? Yeah, how are you not making any money? You're charging a, a huge amount. But I guess like they're having hard time getting people in there I don't know the only thing I could think of is just like New York rent and especially commercial real estate is probably just like out of control yeah yeah that makes sense (sighs) well it's tough times getting through celebrate those tiny milestones with like a cheap do a bath <laughs> do a bath a nap i a love nap. It. an eight hour nap is a great way to oh, like just save a full money. day in bed <laughs> just a full day in bed yeah if you're hungry just go to sleep <laughs> that's what i always did i started listening to this podcast which i think was pretty good it was called the financial feminist her first 100k and it's a little remedial for me because it's like for somebody who has like no um like finance background but i if you're into it uh, do check it out it's all about like financial feminism and uh, educating women on finances so that's a good that's a good one for like a little watch list I I started listening to it I'm like "Mm, first of all the girl's like 25 which you Mm. know that's fine but I'm like I can't I think I know I know all about finances yeah Um, but I do oh sorry oh no oh my god no you you. oh wait well I was gonna say that just kind of slightly heading into the journey the finance journey yeah your finance journey and I do want to say I am still working on part two of the crypto journey. Yes. Biden Biden said he's going to regulate cryptocurrency. So that kind of like changes a lot of the stuff that I was reading about because it's hither so far been like totally unregulated. Well, didn't wasn't there a huge um, security breach in a blockchain recently? They said it was one of the biggest. Oh, was it? I don't yeah. know that I heard that. I don't know the exact details, but we were talking about that with the crypto journey of yeah. like uh, – it's not regulated, so it's like, how do you know that you're putting your money in something that's actually legit, or yeah. like just giving it to some rando? Yeah, Russian. yeah, you're just like <laughs> giving it to a woman who's who's like gone mysteriously. Yeah, like the yeah, missing crypto queen. But there was, I guess, the blockchain got uh, hacked into, and wow. that money was taken. So that's oh, uh, that's it. Well, good thing I haven't invested in it yet. I'm yeah, still, exactly. I'm just dipping my toe in and I am going to finish reading the book. I started reading it on vacation and then my vacation was not long enough. It was yeah. like three weeks. <laughs> well, it's like um, if something, what is it? The banks are backed by the, is it the SEC or something like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or FDIC. It's like the feder- federal, the FDIC. Yeah. So that if something does happen to your money, it's insured. So you're not fucked. But like, I don't know if that's the case with these cryptocurrencies. That. that seems a little. Yeah. Mm, they don't have foggy. that. The, the thing that's supposed to ensure it is the blockchain because it's like impenetrable yeah but it looks like it's not apparently not um no but so this the money we're leading into money which goes into my journey and I I think this happens in a lot of relationships and I'm always intrigued about the f- money dynamic yeah 
and a marriage or a long-term partnership because it gets weird. It's weird, especially as a woman. You, like, want to not rely on your husband and you don't want to, like, be – you don't want to be, like – like, I want to have my own money, but yet I don't have as much money as my partner. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I feel, like, a little bit, like, guilty about having – Mike pay for stuff for me or I feel like I wish I had more money but also he's 15 years ahead of me in his career so it's yes. like of course he's more financially stable so like even if our roles our gender roles were reversed he, that person would probably still be paying for more stuff yes but I do feel sometimes I'm like oh no I hope I'm not like being a bad feminist by like letting my boyfriend like we had sex and then he like bought me dinner I'm like <laughs> oh no is it the 40s you know No, because I was always brought up of like, have your own money. And I'm always been pretty confident. Like if I have to go single again, like I'm pretty good. For some reason, it's odd in the workforce. I end up having an office space situation. The times that I, the jobs where I don't give a shit, for some reason I get promoted. (laughs) Yes. the wazoo. Because I just go in, I, uh, you know, I don't get involved in, politics I don't care about getting promoted because I don't want responsibility so then they're just like she's so easy so then they end up promoting yeah and then I know how to wait tables and bartend so I feel pretty comfortable that if shit hits the fan I can always just go do that yeah that's good that's that's feminism you want to be able to like not be according to this podcast (laughs) you don't want to be trapped in a relationship yeah, because like growing up, I was always told like you always want to have your own sense of money. And I have to say that like that is not the position that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's nice. And Joe's always been like, um, I'm in a position that you don't have to work. And I'm always just like I'm basically like a part time worker. Yeah, um, I work a lot. But I, the money that I pull in is basically a part-time. Yeah, but that's the nature of freelancing, too, where it's like you're working a lot for, like, tiny money, and then, like, sometimes you get, like, a gigantic, Yeah, you, know, you get, like, the, a big income. You're like, oh, well, that was my whole year right there. Absolutely. You know? So nowadays, like, I kind of in the mindset of, like, I just let Joe pay for, like, when we go out to eat. I'm like, you're the one that wants to go out to eat most of the time. Yeah. Um, I will chip in. I'm always like, I, when we're out in the city running spots, he does not want to take the train. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't mind taking the train. It's yeah. not an issue. I can look at a TikTok on the plane or the platform or read a book or just scroll mind scrolling. Yeah. Mindlessly scrolling. So I don't mind. And it saves so much money. And it's relaxing. Oh. You're like, Ooh, a little me time with a scary man yeah. <laughs> leering at me. Just a hornet in a car. Yeah. Just all these sleeping homeless people yeah. that you're like, I don't want them to wake up because people are never amazing when they wake up. No. And who, who is, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. not my best. Um, so those are, those are times where I'm like, well then you're, you pay for it. Yeah. Because it's like, that's more important. You're to choosing you. to do it. Yeah. And these aren't issues like I don't think we have like financial stuff is a rift in our relationship too much, but it does make me feel bad. You feel like bad because you're not paying with your own money. You're not like splitting. I don't feel like a f- source. I don't feel like I'm independent. Mm, and that okay. really, ir- I wish, I like to contribute to the family more. And yeah. stuff that I do in my therapist is like, you don't even have to do any of that. 
there was like I'm like I do all the taxes. I kind of do the paperwork. Yeah, of the, the, the admin. Yeah, yeah. The admin. I'm, that's my love language. <laughs> that's my mom's love language. Taxes. Yeah. Taxes. Um, as and we were talking about that earlier of like, um where you're like Mike pays for this but it always ends up like I pay for all the groceries and the, like make sure like light bulbs in the house yeah. toilet paper yeah that the apartment is clean and tidy like doing those kind of, those are my things that I like in my mind I'm like that's how I contribute financially to the yeah. relationship well you do and I and I think like sometimes it's gets like a little upsetting where it's like I I if I do things that are traditional gender roles, even if I like to do it, like I really enjoy like a deep clean. Yes. Meanwhile, you wouldn't know from being in my apartment, but I've, <laughs> I've been running around trying to make $500 for eight shows. Um, <laughs> but like I'm podcasting for free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, join our Patreon, by the way. Um, please support us. But like I, sometimes it bothers me, though. Like Mike doesn't Mike has his chores that he does in the in the place and he'll clean a little bit. But also, I don't even really want him to clean because I like the way I clean. and I want to do it. But then well, guys cleaning. I mean, I know it's so we, funny. I mean, be like, you, <laughs> I cleaned I'm like what? Where? Yeah. <laughs> How? Like you're. You had a tweet that went really viral about guys think that they clean by just having the skillet soak in yeah. the sink for about 20 hours. And they don't <laughs> do it. They just, they think soaking is cleaning. Yes, yes. And then in the meantime, you're just like cleaning around their big pile of uh, ninja or like. Ninja, ninja artifacts yeah. that they've collected. <laughs> like yeah. a blade in the sink that's like cleaning a gun. Yeah, yeah. That you're like, can you just clean this as soon as you. I'm Just maneuvering around it. this thing right now, but yeah. And Mike is neat. He's very neat. So I don't want to down him, but, but my point is that like when I do traditional gender roles, I feel guilty that I'm being like a bad woman that I'm like, oh, I should have enough money that I could just hire somebody to clean. Then I could be working at yes. my high powered job, which I don't <laughs> have. You know, so yes. it makes me feel like a failure in my career that I that I'm doing those. Absolutely. No, those are the same feelings that I have. There's an inadequacy that I get. And also because we're in the same profession, it's uh, Joe works hard and deserves all the money that he yes, gets. And he's very but wonderful. And watch his film, watch that, his which film. I'm in. Yes, engaged. Mike and I got yes um i you should watch it it's on youtube we'll link it in the we'll link yes, it in the patreon it's free um because i cited on your side uh, your you, character side thank you yeah, yeah it's a conversation between a guy and a girl and you'll see it's very it's very like a rorschach test of if Who's you're a right man or, or a woman yeah because yes. i saw the comments like a lot of people commenting were like this is my ex-wife <laughs> it's like okay sir yeah where it was I thought it was Joe did a really good job with the natural conversation of it. I just love that all of a sudden this podcast is just really promoting Joe. Yeah. Well, we need money. We yeah. need money, but um, Joe so, needs money. Uh, but I, I do, and it's just hard. And I know this is annoying for a lot of guys to hear this, but I do really think it's actually harder to make money as a female comic. Yeah, it's. I think it's harder for women to make money in any professional context because it's like, especially if it's a male-dominated industry, it's like you just don't have the leg up that men do. You don't have the connections. And, and I think this is the thing that's hard too. It's like when you are in a profession that you love and you're, you end up like basically 
deciding what your own value is by what you're making. Yeah. By like the values placed on you by like how much money you're making. So it's like, it's so hard as a comedian, but I think this goes across like any other field, whether it's like if you're a raise or like if you're like a journalist, you're getting like the good assignments, getting paid like, you know, more and less money. It's really, really hard to not like feel your own self-worth as what you're getting paid. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it gets frustrating because I see that I'm like, I like this example is I've always had to do all of every, like the podcast stuff of like the tech and all that stuff. And he's always been a position that he can pay for it. So that means he frees up about 16 hours of his week that he doesn't have to deal with the bullshit of that. And so that allows him to do other artistic endeavors and he has the money to pay people to edit and shoot all this stuff. And I never have those. So it just ends up like exponentially when somebody gets into a position of like making quite a bit of money, it helps them exponentially more in their career. Yeah. They can pay for that stuff and it frees up more time so they can go do more sets and do other things. Yeah. And rest and have that creative rest, which is like, that's so important to, yeah. to being able to create more and more. Yeah. So hard to create if you're just like run down all the time. Cause you're like, I'm making my own videos. Cause I can't pay a guy now. <laughs> Cause I thought I could, but now every, you know, like my money's gone. Yeah. And so that was like, what was so great about, um, pandemic and unemployment is that I finally felt like I could live the life that our male counterparts yeah we're living and I was like and that was nice but now I'm going it's like money you know it's as times go by like my income isn't coming in as much as it was yeah um and then what also ends up happening in the power dynamic of with money in our relationship is like now Joe has a lifestyle that he wants to go on trips a lot yeah and I'm like well you're in a position in your career that you can yeah. And I'm still fighting for my life in a yeah. weird way. Yeah. And so when I go away for long, it puts a stall on like creating. Yeah. Shit yeah. That it's like it brings in a weird dynamic. And then also I'm I'll never turn down a vacation. No, <laughs> I know. It's like we're kind of in that dynamic where I don't have any money, but I'm like begging Mike to take me. I'm like, what about Rome for my birthday? <laughs> Is that going to happen? But I feel the same way because I especially after the pandemic, I was like, oh, it would be so cool to I've been working so hard for so long. And I made a little bit of money, but I put it all into savings. And now yeah. I'm like, I need I have to keep up my income of above a certain level that I could go on a vacation. And it's just not even getting there yeah so I'm like oh I want to go I want to go to Rome I think it would be so cool um but I just don't have the extra money to do it so it's like oh well I guess I'm I'm just like gonna keep just treading treading water for like the rest of the year that you don't get to have like a cool vacation like that yeah whatever and it I it does always it's I know it sounds like I'm like complaining I my life is great but it was just like that money dynamic actually really affects me yeah mentally well I think it probably affects a lot of different couples out there and I'd I'd be interested to hear from some people who maybe have the reverse dynamic if the guy is the one you know because I do know male comedians who their wives are the one yeah who they're like they're like now hardcore feminists yeah because like the wives (laughs) are the ones who's like making making a lot of money while meanwhile the guy is kind of doing this artistic pursuit that is less you know more of like a long game yeah so well like there are times where I try to realize, like, because uh, w- Joe's put me in that position to make sure that I take advantage of it. I remember reading that with um, Anna 
Tendler, John Mulaney's ex-wife. Now, oh yeah, Anna Marie Tendler. Yeah, she. And it was refreshing for her to say that because it, it it's kind of like when you see a lot of artists that come from really rich families kind of negate that family background and you're like it makes you feel inadequate you're like oh maybe I'm not doing enough but you realize they just had a shit ton more free time because they have yeah the financial privilege to do that where she said because of John Mulaney's income it allowed her to pursue her artistic endeavors and that she did benefit not in the way from the divorce not in the way that she wanted to but it put her finally all of her skill set that she had and she was doing her portraits of her mm-hmm. life by herself in this home. It ended up like hitting a nerve with people artistically that it propelled her and put oh, her in a nice financial position. Yeah. But it was nice. It was refreshing for her to acknowledge that she came from a place of privilege. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. And That's I want to so be there. <laughs> yeah. I know. Me too. Well, check out Mike's. Mike's got a big special coming out. Yeah. So, and know. he taped that, right? He's taping it in two weeks. Okay. So by the time this comes out, it will be taped. So, but yeah, I mean like, m- but I feel like Mike is kind of in the same boat too, where it's like, he's been very successful as a comedian, but he hasn't had like major success that he is like, you know, a millionaire and has money like pouring in. Yeah. Pouring and pouring like some in. of our peers that are like beacon Every time I'm walking to yeah. Stand Up New York, I'm seeing one of our peers at selling out Beacon Theater. And you're like, this is so hilarious. Yeah, this yeah. is, yeah, like people doing like huge, huge stuff where they're making tons and tons of money. So I think like he's kind of maybe like a little bit further along, but I think he's still dealing with this like the financial insecurity of like, well, I don't know. Like, I know yeah. what this year is. I don't know what next year is going to look like. And, and I think like what I'm just trying to do for myself, even though I'm not making a lot of money right now, um, I am just kind of trying to go into the mindset of abundance, at going into the mindset of abundance and just using that to trick myself. Yes. You know, like we were saying earlier, I'm like, ooh, so luxurious, a bath. <laughs> Who, me taking a bath with tea, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then celebrating in a small way that, you know, because I, I, I feel sometimes I do get in like such a scarcity mindset where I'm like, yeah, you know, especially with like shows and stuff where, you know, certain people are making more money because they have a bigger draw or whatever, you know, in, in any business context, like there are always people that are doing better than you. And those are the people you want. You want that. So you're comparing yourself to that. But I'm trying to compare myself instead to like, at least I have a toilet. Yeah. The ultimate luxuries are the things that we take the most for granted. It's like we have air. Running water. Running drinking water. water. Oh, my God. So luxurious to be yeah. able to take a sip. I have oh. Absolutely. Or like, li- you know, live in a city where there's great bakeries or because like, I just yes. went to one yesterday where you're like oh I, you know that's something that's cool that's great so cool yeah you just have a little scone you know yeah. or to, you can take the subway home <laughs> hammered without killing a family of five you know oh yes oh yeah the ability to do that so it's so it is funny you do live in that scarcity mindset but you do have you should pull yourself out of it and be like no I can afford there are luxuries there are luxuries yeah. everywhere everywhere it's a journey. That's a lady. I feel journey. like this episode was such a journey that we went on together. We were there were ups and downs and yeah. a lot of downs, but when we got back up on top, yeah, we ended end. on top. Yeah. Oh, thank you for listening to Lady Journey. We love you guys. Yeah. And speaking of finances, join our Patreon. Yes. <laughs> Please join our Patreon. We're 
changed the tiers a yes. little bit, right? We added, we've got bonus episodes in the $5. The $10 is getting you a bunch of extra goodies and special um, behind the scenes content. Other, The $20, you get a free ticket to the AMA. When we come into town, you, we're getting you tickets to our shows. You'll be our special guest. We've got lots of other fun goodies and stuff that we added in there. So please um, consider subscribing. And if you just want to do, you know, throwing us a dollar a month just because you love us and you know you think that would be fun please do still absolutely love it. or uh the long game too like if you can't do a patreon if it's not in your finances this month we get it um join our subscribe to our youtube because if we get to fourth it's a thousand subscribers we're at 140 so we got a way to go yeah but no, like we're closer no we're like 160 now are we I at 160 checked. yeah, we're, yeah. We're getting up there and then we're we've got the hour where hours watch we're in a good mindset yes. but if you subscribe and just like uh be part of our youtube channel and watch our content we can start monetizing that way and that's like a free way for us to monetize yes in the long yes. term not right away yeah thank you for everything you've done for us and there's a, love there's mugs out there floating around if you join our 20 dollars. yes oh yes that was it that was another benefit too we got mugs <laughs> lady journey lady journey